This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 11 of Retired Racehorse Radio on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, Riding Warehouse, Casual Products, and Smooth Stride Jeans. Retired Racehorse Radio is your guide to the adoption, care, and training of the retired racehorse, brought to you in cooperation with the Thoroughbred Makeover and New Vocations. In today's episode, we're talking to accomplished journalist and author Lenny Schulman, who comes on to talk about his new book, Justify, 111 Days to the Triple Crown, and giving us a chance to relive the greatness of the 2018 Triple Crown winner. Kayla Benny comes on to talk about her thoroughbred makeover horse as today's RRP Spotlight Rider, and don't forget to stick around and make room in your barn for this week's New Vocations Winter Circle Adoptable Horse of the Week. Stay tuned. And they're off on Retired Racehorse Radio, the podcast that is your guide to the adoption, care, and training of the retired racehorse. This is Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. And this is Joy Hills from Kalamazoo, Michigan, and you're listening to Retired Racehorse Radio. Jamie, we're yeah. six months into the show. What? How did that happen? I we are episode know. 11, six months in. I am still loving it. Like I kind of thought, okay, we'll do a couple and then we'll run out of things to talk about. And who was I kidding? We're two girls talking about horses. I we can talk don't think we'll run out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's awesome. And it looks like you're having some great progress with Baby Groot. Yes, Baby Groot. He's my my retired racehorse project makeover. Uh, he's pointed at the makeover. He's doing well. He, um, well, I say he's doing well. He jumped the fence at the canner. So Aww. let's. So I set up a little related distance. So it was a cross rail, three strides, mm-hmm. and he usually lands cantering. So that's the way I kind of did it. And that actually ties into our training tip of the week because I got an email joy from somebody saying my horse is refusing fences. How can I make him? jump. Like, first of all, you can't make a horse jump. You know, people always think that when they see horses jumping, they're making them do that. Horses love to do it. They want to do it. If they don't want to do it, they don't. But that being said, there's ways that you can make your horse happy jumping. And nine... D nine. I'll go nine. I was going to say nine times out of 10, but more 99 out of a hundred that when a horse stops, it's because they're being over, over faced. So they're, it's too much. Now there's different ways that horses, like I find that when a horse runs off, jumps and takes off, that is they're experiencing some sort of painful something while they're going over the fence. Either the rider is flopping down on their back or pulling them in the mouth. Uh, the other part is if they're galloping towards the fence, they're anticipate, like you see a fence and the horse blasts off. There's something painful in there as well. I, I feel like they're trying to get it over with and get it done, but they know they have to do it. So to get a horse that's comfortably going up to a jump, like you saw with baby Groot, I'm really proud of what I've done with him because he is baby. I call him baby Groot because he is a very, very baby brain and body <laughs> and he's starting to develop a little bit and get smarter. But you know what? If they stop at a fence, you've got to back down. You've got to back it up, you know, especially if they're stopping uh, you know, at a lot of fences, they're they're screaming at you that something is wrong. Obviously, making sure that your horse is sound is the most important thing there is. But when when a horse 
stops at a jump, make it small. Put it, put a dang pole on the ground and slowly build it up until they're comfortable and until you've got them to where you feel like it's their max, but just start over at the beginning, a pole on the ground, then a tiny cross rail, and then it's pole in front of a cross rail, nine feet in front of it. And then maybe a pole after the cross rail, nine feet after it, get them thinking about where their feet are slowly, incrementally make it bigger. Another thing that Chad told me I was really good at, my husband is Chad, and, and he doesn't know horses particularly, but he's been around me enough, Joy, and I'm sure your husband is kind of learning as he goes as well. He's, he's like, you're so patient. I'm like, yeah. does that read as you're so boring to watch, <laughs> which I, <laughs> I think it is because he's like, you know, I would just want to see how high it can go. And I, I, you know, and then you jump something like two or three times and then you just quit. Well, he's four, you know, I, I, I don't want to burn him out. I want to make him enjoy it. And if you keep him small and you keep the sessions short, they're more willing to do it next time. That's like cantering. You don't ask for a canter and then canter for 15 minutes. You, you know, at the beginning, you just ask for transitions, get the canter, bring it back down. So think of that jumping. If your horse is stopping, they're telling you something. And I've just given you the tools to figure out what they're telling you. Now you don't jump though. You're a dressage rider, right? I am. I am. And um, actually kind of like actually does tails really well. I'm working backwards with my horse. So I did get all new tack with my thoroughbred um, Astrid. And I'm really happy we did do our first ride and it was really positive, but she definitely has had about a year off and it's obvious. Let's just say it that way. It's very <laughs> obvious. She knows how to stop on a dime still, which is perfect. And she stops square and she stops in frame. So that's, that's half the battle. But, um, I mean, actually it's just, not half the battle. The rest of it is the battle. You're like, good, yeah. whoa, stop galloping away. Yes. <laughs> or, yes. But I mean, we're even at the point where we're back to being a wiggle worm at the trot. We're a little bit nervous about leg pressure. And so, I'm just deciding to go all the way back. And, you know, this last week we worked on a plastic bag on a stick and just kind of being less reactive so we can focus on the work that we're doing. And, um, I'm adding a couple more tools. I have some flags and stuff with the fireworks we're going to have. I'm, I'm going to scare the poor thing to death and pick up those little ground pop crackers and have my husband throw them around and just we're just going back to the beginning and giving her a really good foundation and just going slow and progressing slow. So right. we can have a less reactive horse at a show. And no. I, I'm just, I'm really happy with it. Tell your husband not to throw those little poppers under her feet initially. So here's no, no. something that I started <laughs> doing to desensitize them for the, the fireworks, because mm -hmm. I just know it's going to be wild is I feed them all their grain and then I blow up a balloon and I pop it in the barn aisle. That's a and good idea. I, while they're eating their grain and you see them like, ah, and then they're like, oh, okay. Eat. And now and then I can take care of four horses at one time. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> and, and it's been about a week and I can pop balloons every night while they're eating. They don't even flinch anymore. So I figure oh. that's going to come in to help handy sometime. I don't know what, but my husband, again, he thinks I'm super weird. Like, what are you doing? Oh, my husband Why tells me all you? the time. I, that's <laughs> the compliment compliment I get more than like, Oh, you're so beautiful. You're so smart. It's you're so weird, <laughs> but you're like, that's like, lovely. like you married it. You're clearly right? into this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a great show coming on. I'm so excited for it. But first big thank you to our premier sponsor, Kentucky performance products. And we'll take a listen to their great products here. 
The sun is just peeking above the tree line as you walk into the barn. You grab your horse's halter off the hook and head out to the field. The dew shimmers in the sun as you walk across the damp grass. You call his name and his head comes up as he walks toward you looking for the apple in your pocket. You take your time grooming, enjoying the peace and quiet in the empty barn. A refreshing breeze greets you as you start down the tree-lined path. Your horse ambles along on a loose rein as you both enjoy a relaxing ride. The feeling you get on an early morning hack is why we do what we do at Kentucky Performance Products. This feeling is brought to you by Microphase. Fill the nutritional gaps in your horse's diet. Microphase Vitamin and Mineral Supplement is a low-calorie way to provide your horse with the vitamins and minerals missing from their diet. The horse that matters to you matters to us. Lenny Schulman is an Emmy Award-winning writer who has worked extensively in the TV and film, as well as magazines and newspapers all over the country. But for the last 20 years, he has also served as a features editor for Blood Horse Magazine. And if you don't know the Blood Horse, you should, because it is a great horse racing magazine. And he's also the author of Justify, 111 Days to Triple Crown Glory. Well, Lenny, thank you so much for joining us. It is an absolute honor to have you on the show. Oh, it's great to be with you guys. You guys are all over the country, so I know I know it's very important. Well, thank you very much. You know, I talked to how you're an Emmy Award-winning writer, and you've worked in TV and film. But is there something? Can you tell us about yourself besides that? Your accolades? Oh well, I don't know how comfortable I am, but yeah, I can't keep a job, <laughs> so I, I've I've pretty much been been everywhere. I started out as a newspaper guy in upstate New York, and then I. I founded a weekly newspaper out in Tucson, Arizona with some friends, and that was fantastic. And then, yeah, I moved to Hollywood, and I don't know how old you guys are, but I used to work on a kid's show called Kids Incorporated that uh, was popular back back in the 80s and gave, uh, what's her name, the, uh, the <laughs> I'm blacking out now. Anyway, I gave a lot of people their starts. Fergie, I'm sorry. Fergie got her start on, on Kids Inc. with, with a bunch of other people. Right. And and then I ended up working for uh, comedians. And uh, yeah, so, so it's been interesting. And then I wanted to get out of L.A. So I came to Kentucky and started uh, riding in the horse racing field. And that's been great. And and that's kind of where my question was leaning to be a guy who's in L.A. Where did the interest in horses come from? Yeah, so that was uh, growing up back in New York. So I, I skipped that part. But, yeah, I grew up in New York and in my town outside of New York City. There was a great uh, harness track called Roosevelt Raceway when I was a kid. And basically lied to my mother every night and ended up at the, <laughs> at the <laughs> hardest races. And my dad had taken me to Belmont when I was when I was very young. So it, it kind of was in there and then it just laid dormant for a long time. And when I was out in Los Angeles is when I really got back into the horses, just going to Hollywood Park and every weekend and really enjoying it. And uh, yeah, kind of had a gap in there. But you know, in my twenties, I really got back to where I was, you know, 10 years earlier. And I've, I've just always had a, a real love for, for horse racing. I think a lot of, 
uh, young boys and girls whose parents take them or grandparents or whoever, you know, you, you kind of build up a bond, you know, it's, a, and it's kind of deep because there's family ties to it. And, you know, so, so I've always kind of been running around with the horse racing gene, I think. It gets in your blood. That is for sure. I mean, I never had my parents take, I mean, we were from Georgia. There's still no horse racing in Georgia, but I moved the pull of the bluegrass took me there as well. And so that's when I galloped race where I just had to be near them. I mean, it's been a lifetime love for me and it's a, obviously a lifetime love for you to go from Los Angeles to Kentucky, but you've written this book called justify 111 days to triple crown glory. Tell us why it shouldn't have happened for justify. Oh, well, Oh my God, it it never should have happened. It's possible (laughs) that it did happen. I mean, here's a horse who, you know, he's just a big horse who really needed time to grow into his body and a skeletal structure. So, you know, he was unhurried as far as them trying to develop him at two, which was the best thing for him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so they didn't ship him out to Bob Baffert till oh November or December of his two-year-old year. So, you know, there was no time for him to run a, as a two-year-old. And, you know, that in and of itself, we heard this endless thing about the curse of Apollo last year, but you know, the, 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 the seeds of that are the fact that no horse in 136 years had won the triple crown without having run as a two-year-old. So he broke a, a 136 year deal right there. And, you know, he didn't even start particularly early as a three-year-old his first race, you know, wasn't until the middle of February. So that's where the 111 days come, come in. Uh, from his first race until his winning the, the Belmont Six and the Triple Crown, it's 111 days. If you look at the other Triple Crown winners, the other 12 in history, the average between their first race and the day they won the Triple Crown is 11 months. Seattle Slew had actually been the one who had the shortest span from his first race to winning the Triple Crown. And now it's still about nine months or nine and a half months. And so here's a horse in less than four months, in less in less than half that time, is able to go from his first race, you know, to, to winning the Triple Crown. And not only that, I mean, when you think about running at the Kentucky Derby in front of 150,000 people, and then the Preakness, 160,000, the Belmont, 90,000 screaming people, he was a very inexperienced horse, you mm-hmm. know, to be doing all of that. You know, he had only raced three times before he ran in the Kentucky Derby. So there was not only a physical greatness to him, there was a a mental and intelligence to him that he wouldn't have been able to do that without that intelligence factor either. So yeah, he did things that, you know, are very infrequently seen. Only the second horse in history to win the Triple Crown while still undefeated. He actually ran the fastest first half mile in the Kentucky Derby of any Kentucky Derby winner in history. Yeah, a lot lot of things that were very special about this horse that, you know, if you go back to your question, why wouldn't he have won it? You know, it's all of those. It's all of those things. He had to be a a perfect racehorse and have nothing go wrong, you know, day in and day out. 
And you guys have been around horses to know that things always go wrong yeah. with these well, I was, horses. And- I was just thinking you're talking about him traveling with the, all those people. And so many listeners of our show, you know, are heading to the Thoroughbred Makeover, which is a really big horse show in Lexington. We all adopted retired racehorses and we're all heading there. And the most terrifying thing is how are they going to handle the atmosphere? And I, I mean, Justify went out there like... I mean, like a war horse. Yeah, it was like he was six years old and and was doing it for the 50th time instead of being a three-year-old doing it for the fourth and fifth and and sixth time. And I got to see him a lot, you know, coming out in the mornings when he was at Churchill, for instance, the week leading up to the Derby. And every time he left the barn, you know, people are running around and snapping pictures and running and screaming walking to the track, hundreds of people lining his path all the time, you know, up and back. He never stopped. He never had a sideways look at anything. I mean, all the things that thoroughbreds, you know, do and are really hot-blooded about, nothing bothered him at all. It was really an amazing thing, again, for such an inexperienced horse to do what he was doing and not be affected by any of the hubbub that was going on. So you're saying there's a chance for some of us <laughs> who have a little silly ones. Okay. Well, so what was so special to you personally about justify? Why did you feel compelled to write this, you know, almost 300 page book about this incredible horse? Yes, it was a personal thing. And I, I did talk about it in the book, but I was out doing a, a story on Bob Baffert in March of 2018 out at Santa Anita. I was doing a big write-up on him for the, you know, Blood Horse magazine. And and so we did this great interview for an hour. He was wonderful. And I'm packing up to leave because I had another interview to go do. And out of nowhere, he says to me, hey, want to come see the Derby winner? And, you know, this is the the first week in March, okay? Right. And so when Bob Baffert asks you that, you pretty much drop everything else you're doing. And, yeah, sure, let's go see the turkey winners. Oh, my God. You know, we went, and he had much more established horses at that point than Justify. But I just knew from the way he told me, you know, he asked the question. Bob's a trickster, and, you know, we've known each other a long time. But I, I knew something was up his sleeve, and. So we went to uh, this other barn that he had. Uh, there was Justify a few stalls down. And my God, when you, you know, it was like looking at a at a sculpted statue of a horse. Uh, mm-hmm. Just magnificent. You know, we've all fallen in love with horses all the time. But yeah, there was a special uh, vision to this horse. And uh, and we got to mess with him for a while. We played with him. And Did he bite you? And loved on him. And, You know, all of that stuff happened. So, yeah, so there was a really uh, personal connection in that way. And keep in mind, he had only run once at this point. So so for Bob to have said that was just outrageous, you know, that he would even be thinking about this horse in the Derby, much less want to come see the Derby winner. And and he he knew enough, he thought enough about this horse to, to mean it. You know, not that he was bragging or telling the world that, hey, this horse is going to win the Derby, but in a quiet way with certain people, he was letting on that, you know, this is something really special. So of course, from that moment on, it was like, wow, this is you know very interesting. (laughs) Three days later, he went out and won his second race, which was still just an allowance race out at Santa Anita. But, you know, from that point on, I was paying 
very close attention to him and let me, you know, very soon let me yeah, translate so everybody else. Let me translate for everybody what paying very close attention to him means is you bet a lot on him, right? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish. I wish. Somebody <laughs> told it. Yeah. You know what? That's really funny because Baffert and the man who bred justified, John Gunther, won a ton of money playing him in the future books in Vegas. Absolutely. Wow. But wow. Yeah. That's great. Well, hey, you know, I'm only through the first couple chapters, but what I love about it is, you know, some of us don't get to go to these big fancy places. You know, the Belmont is a, a long way away from where I am. So what I loved about it is you have written it to where you feel like you are there. You know, this is not ancient history. This happened right. like a year ago and it just brought so many of those memories rushing back. Cause I'm a huge follower of all the triple crown races. But again, I, feel like I like I was exhausted at the end. I was like, whew, I gotta get in my car and drive home. No, I'm not actually there. <laughs> it was really great. That, well that's that's a great point and I appreciate that because that was very much my intention because being at you know a triple crown and a winning triple crown is an amazing experience and it's the greatest thrill that I've had in a at a sporting event by far. And so Yes, if you ever get the chance, take the trip and then do the miles and, and, and go see it because it's worth it. So, yeah, it is very special. And I desperately want to, you know, try to bring that flavor and the excitement, you know, to the reader because it's an incredible experience there. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much. Uh, so people can read your other book, obviously, is called Ride of Their Lives, The Triumphs and Turmoil of Today's Top Jockeys. And that's another book, obviously, read you in The Blood Horse. That magazine alone, the articles are incredible, but the photographs in The Blood Horse are just beyond anything you can imagine. So I would say go to Blood Horse to read you anywhere else people can find you. Yeah, I'm on Facebook, I, I guess. And, Translation, but, uh, <laughs> somebody else does his Facebook page. <laughs> I've, got, I've got, yeah, yeah, like nobody, like my dogs do it. Uh, <laughs> I have a couple of novels, one of which also concerns a horse racing called Long Way From Home that, that are available at Amazon also. But yeah, Justify is doing great and it's in Barnes & Noble uh, or at Amazon. And it's it, it's been a terrific experience, uh, you know, getting to, you know, I did a signing at the Keeneland Library a couple of weeks ago, yeah. which was a big deal, and I gave a lecture there. And it, it's just so, you know, like you said, it's not ancient history. It just happened, and uh, I think there's a real excitement about it because of that. And I don't know, you know, who knows when we see another Triple Crown winner. That's the big mystery to this whole thing is, you know, he could be the last one for a while. So it's true. It's true. Well, wonderful. Lenny Shulman, thank you so much for being a part of retired racehorse radio. And again, we just appreciate your time. Well, I appreciate what you do with these uh, retired racehorses and great work with you guys do. So thank you. Well, historic amounts of rainfall in the U S have caused issues everywhere, especially when it comes to the number of pests. Ask me how I know. Protect your equine friends with Cashel Company's full line of chemical free fly protection. Side note, Joy 
my horses look like giant monsters out in the field because they're all wearing the fly boots, the fly sheets, the fly mask, and it's all because of Casual Company. The <laughs> Crusader fly mask has a patented design for maximum comfort and protection from insects and blocks 70% of UV rays. Array- available in an array of sizes and styles, Casual Company's Crusader line of fly protection is a chemical-free alternative to fly sprays that can contain chemicals, they're expensive, and they don't last. Now, the Crusader line by Casual Company can protect your horse from head to toe. Available in, yes, the fly masks, fly sheets, and the fly boots. And uh, you know what? Those fly boots, they really preserve the life of your shoes. God, the stomping just makes me crazy, too. So for more information on Casual products, visit one of their nationwide authorized dealers or visit CasualCompany.com and stay connected by following them on Facebook and Instagram. Well, it's this time again to blow all of my money away on Riding Warehouse's amazing products for their equestrian must-haves. Sonia, what do we have today? Yeah, so today you may or may not know that Riding Warehouse actually serves three disciplines, Western English endurance. We're always getting a ton of new things, but today we want to focus on the Western side and give you our favorite new tack pieces for 2019. Because you can never have enough tack, I think. No, definitely. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So the collection we're probably most excited about now is Raptor T. I'm an English rider, but I've always envied those adorable patterns, the matching opportunities Western riders have when it comes to coordinating their head soles, their breast collars, spur straps, belts. So in full honesty, if I had a Western horse, I would 100% get a set from Raptor T. We are currently carrying their matching breast collar, head soles, spur strap, and belt set any beaded sunflower pattern, painted flower, and painted cactus. And another thing, yeah, another thing I love is that the owner of the company does all of her own designs, and every piece is hand-tooled and stamped. I love that. I have three mares. So, I mean, I'm just getting all kinds of giggly. I'm like, how many matching outfits can I put them in? How many pictures can I put up (laughs) on Instagram? (laughs) I love it. What else? Seriously. So, stirrups-wise, we just brought in nettle stirrups which are handcrafted in the USA and are really popular amongst Western riders. So we just really love supporting those USA brands when we can, especially when the product is genuinely high quality. Um, and to be honest, before we brought these in, I'd say our Western syrup collection was a little lackluster, but now we can truly and proudly say we carry an extremely high quality syrup. And not only this, if you have kind of joint pain in your knees, they have something called the leveler with the nettle syrup which goes a long way in relieving pain and joints for those long hours in the saddle, which I know Western riders have. Well, that is awesome. I might have to get a pair for my dad for his birthday, being a little bit older, but you know, he's been wanting to get back into it. So that sounds like a perfect birthday gift for him. Yeah. Okay. So we got the stirrups and we got, you know, some very cute tack, but I need a fancy pad to go with it. Do you have anything colorful (laughs) and fun? Oh, yes. So in the saddle pad department, we have tons. However, the one we get want to give a shout out to is a local California brand, actually about an hour away from our warehouse. It's called Best Ever. They're actually super well known, so it's awesome having them right nearby. And we especially love this one because the 2019 version of the Best Ever pad, which we carry on our site, was actually designed by a riding warehouse customer. No way! So ran, yeah, it was. Oh, it was so much fun. We ran a design competition late last year, and people got to submit their ideas. Plus, who doesn't love designing their own pad? And we'll definitely be doing this for the 2020 version as well. 
That's awesome. Oh my gosh. I had no idea that was a thing. So definitely make sure to follow Writing Warehouse on Instagram and Facebook so you can keep up with cool contests like that. Like who knows, maybe your stuff will end up on one of the products that they sell someday. Very cool. Exactly. Exactly. And make sure to check out all of the amazing Western products as well as their English and endurance products at www.writingwarehouse.com. Thanks again, Sonia. Well, our spotlight rider for this episode is Kayla Benny, and she is the owner and head trainer at Selkuth Sport Horses, and she's also a thoroughbred makeover veteran, and I feel like I know you because we've been Facebook friends for so long, and we're also going to be stabling together at the makeover. What up, Kayla? What up, guys? Well, I am so glad that you are back in... I don't want to get too far into it, but Kayla had this amazing horse and he, she lost him and unfortunately it was very sad and I didn't think you were going to make it back, but then you found a horse with possibly the greatest racehorse name of all time, (laughs) tomato, tomato. Tell us about tomato, tomato. Little, uh, little mater as we call him in the barn. He's (laughs) so mater, or as I call him, Mater salad. Um, It's a long story. (laughs) Exactly. Thank God somebody else knows. I get it. My joke. This is why we're sharing a barn aisle and (laughs) (laughs) And lots of drinks, probably. (laughs) Yes, pretty much. And I have ideas for that. So later on, we can chat about that because I think we're going to have a margarita stand. But um, moving on, who's not going to want (laughs) to stable with us and come hang out with us? We'll have retired racehorse radio banners and a margarita machine. Oh my gosh, all the koozies. That's going to be great. (gasps) Perfect. Perfect. Well, and I was going to do salsa since I have tomato, tomato. Oh, perfect. We're going to get a little California, Arizona uh, vibes going on, you know, Uh, because I'm originally from California. Anyways, I digress. So, tomato, (laughs) tomato. In Mater Salad is he's three. He actually never raced, but he has recorded times um, workouts, mm-hmm. so he is eligible through default. His last recorded workout was March twentieth, I believe, somewhere around around there. And then they kept training him, but he really he's really slow. <laughs> he's even slow when he canters. <laughs> So I I don't even know why they kept trying to be quite honest, but he's such a sweetheart. And I work for a lady named Jessica Redman who owns Benchmark Sport Horses and she buys and sells off the track thoroughbreds. She is a profit business, not a nonprofit, but she sold over 150 horses last year, I believe. So they don't last very long. She gets them in. She has quite a following And I I usually don't sit on a horse more than once. She Um, must have a really good reputation. She does. She does. She fairly represents her horses. Um, You know, you're not perfect all the time, but she gets it right a lot of the time. And she has a lot of repeat buyers and a lot of people that buy off of video. They never sit on the horse and they're extremely happy with, with the horses that they get from her. So, but... I was actually showing Mater to a client. Uh, We don't normally do first rides in front of buyers, but this lady had driven up from, I I don't remember where she was from, but she was looking at five different horses. And so I got off 
and Mater's owner is a client of mine, and she had mentioned to me that she was interested in him. She was the one who had partnered with me with the horse that passed away in a freak field accident, Mm -hmm. and so we weren't actively looking. We were just kind of, you know, if the horse, right horse pops up, maybe we'll try it again. If not, you know, it was, it was a good attempt. And so she mentioned, oh, I really like the look of the tomato tomato horse. And so I got off of him and the girl got on him and she rode him really well. And I just kind of sat there. Meanwhile, I'm texting my, my client saying, you need to make an offer on tomato tomato right now. He's <laughs> um, <somebody's> riding him. <laughs> and so then she's like, okay, we'll talk to Jess. And so I talked to her after, well, I went and rode another horse, thought about it. And then I sent um, Jessica a message and she was like, I didn't think you liked him. Like you got off of him and you were just so serious. And I was like, it's my poker face. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I didn't want to be like, oh my God, I love him. And then the people would be like, oh my God, me too. And You're like, so- you know what? He felt a little off to me. I don't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm kicking him in the shin. You yeah. Know? Is this the same horse that you just had injections done because he was so crippled? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Same horse. Right. Okay. <laughs> cool. 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's, it's hard though, because I sit on a lot. Jessica gets really nice horses in. And so I sit on a lot of nice horses. And so it's, it's hard to, you know, not want to take all of them home, but you know, the client is, um, she shows hunters on the A circuit and, and he just screams, he wants to be a hunter. He's going to go in and hopefully win the hack class, you know, and he's learning how to jump and, you know, he's just easy. I mean, he's three. Um, You've got so much time now. You, do you have a plan for what you're entering him in the makeover? Um, I think as of right now, and you know, it's all subject to change, but, um, I'll, I'll do the hunters cause that's what she wants him to do. And it kind of will come natural to him. And it's actually nice cause I think they have a two foot hunter class. So, you know, we don't have to put a ton of pressure on him to jump mm-hmm. a, a bigger fence. Cause again, he is three and I don't want to overwhelm him. Got such a good brain. Like I took him out hacking down my road, down to the park, away by himself as his first hack. So he, I don't want to ruin that. So I want to take things slow. And I say that, and yet I took him to his first show this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> After he had jumped a grand total of three times and <laughs> went to a show and he was the 18 inch champion at See, the show. You're one of so. those people with your horses that makes the rest of us go, God, I hate her. <laughs> like I've ridden him three days, jumped three times. He's going to a show. Let's go. Oh, you, oh, oh, and your champion. Great. That's and nice. Champion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know what, Kayla, but- it couldn't happen to a nicer girl. So congratulations. <laughs> Well, thank you. Blah, blah, blah. Um, now, I will say my two thousand, my 2017 horse was not that way. I was lucky to take him to one outing before before going. I think I took him to two, actually, and I was just happy I survived. So, you know. Really? Okay, so that's that. what I was going to ask yeah. you is, as a makeover, you know, veteran, what are some, what's like the number one thing you could tell people listening to make sure you get done before you get there? 
Well, I guess my biggest takeaway, because I've only done it once, so I, I'll probably have another big takeaway after after this one. But I felt a lot of pressure my first one, to, you know, as a young professional, as someone who competed upper levels, to really, like, go out and show that I, I have this horse and he's so ready that I think I pushed him too fast. And, and you know, we were dealing with ulcers and we were dealing with this and that. And I think I would have ended up at the same bought at the makeover, but with a less reactive horse, if I hadn't pushed him quite as much as I did, I I really tried to over-prepare. And Mm -hmm. so I think my biggest takeaway for everyone is just ride your horse and do whatever you think is appropriate to prepare. Like, you know, if that means going on a couple trail rides, you know, and just getting them off the farm that way, Mm -hmm. or if, like for tomato, he might go to another show or two, but I don't know that like, yes, you want to take a horse to the show so that they've been in a show like atmosphere. But I also think some horses need it a little bit slower than that. And like they go to a show and they don't compete and they just hang out at the trailer, they graze, they watch their buddies compete and then they get back on the trailer and they go home. You know Um, what? That's okay too. All of this advice that you're giving me, making me feel a lot better about myself. I'm like, I am take, that's what I'm doing. I'm taking it slow. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's and what I'm going to start okay. telling people. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking, taking it, it slow. slow. I love it. I well, love it. Well, I think the biggest thing too, is that like the makeover is a goal, but it's not the end goal. And so like, and you get so excited, you're like, I have to get there. I have to do this. But really, realistically, it's just a bump in the road for the horse mm-hmm. to because you want him to do bigger and better things you know in a couple years time so just awesome take well, your time yeah great advice kayla thank you so much where can people find you and see tomato 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 um they can go to selkuthsporthorses.com that's s-e-l-c-o-u-t-h sporthorses.com or um, I'm on Facebook under Kayla Benny or Selkus Sport Horses and on Instagram, Selkus Sport Horses. Perfect. Kayla, best of luck. I can't wait to be in the barn. I'll have salsa and margaritas. My hope right now, my makeover horse, his name is Lost My Way. So I don't know what food that would mean I had to bring. Lost My <laughs> Way margaritas. just means straight tequila shots. Just a, yeah, I was going <laughs> to yeah. say, it's just going to be a surprise shot. Yeah. Maybe some 41. <laughs> I was going to say, we can just do tequila shots and then we will lose our way because yeah. we don't know where we're going. Exactly. I love I, it. I love it. Well, cool, <laughs> Kayla. Thank you so much and have a great, great next week. Thank Thanks, you. Kayla. You too. I'm so happy to have a sponsor that I'm such a big fan of here on the show, Smooth Stride Jeans. And these are jeans without inseams for women who ride. Now, Joy, you have these jeans. Heck yes, I have these jeans and I love these jeans. I actually wore them yesterday because I had a long day at the barn. I had several lessons. I had to ride a couple of my horses, work some other horses, and then I had errands to run after. So it was a busy day, but my stream star jeans made me look fabulous doing it. I love products that solve a problem. And, you know, when you ride in your jeans, there's like those inseams that chafe and all the places that jeans come together, which are uncomfortable. So these are practical everyday working pants for women who ride. They are U.S. made and they also are 
direct to your door. So uh, they've concentrated on comfort, performance, and optimum fit. So we love them. We hope you're going to love them and you can see them and the video. And again, the owner of the company is an inventor. So smoothstride.com is where you're going to find out more. If you don't have your smooth stride yet, what are you waiting for? Get the dang jeans, treat yourself. And from the back of the pack on the outside, commanding firm is taken second, but California Chrome shines right in the Kentucky Derby. And now it's time for the New Vocations Winner's Circle Adoptable Horse of the Week. Well, Leandra, welcome back to the show. I know that you're going to make my horse husband sweat because you're going to bring another horse that I'm going to want to take home. He's so pretty. He is pretty, but I want you to introduce to us our new vocations winner circle adoptable horse of the week. Absolutely. So this week we are talking about Tam O'Shanter, who we call Sirius around the barn. And that is absolutely because of the Harry Potter connection, because we are big fans. He is and he's black. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> so he's serious black, basically, but, you know, <laughs> black-ish. He is a seven-year-old gelding who stands just shy of 16-2, and he really has just this appeal about him that makes him really hard to miss. And on the track, he only had four starts and just wasn't a very successful racehorse. So with his last race being in July 2018, he's already had nearly a year of letdown time. He had an old suspensory issue in his hind left, but you would never know it now. He's had so much time to heal and has just come back completely. His donors even went above and beyond and did a lot of therapy to make sure that he was totally set for a new career. And so what we've seen from him in training here as he's getting all of his new tools together in his toolbox to set him up for his new vocation, we've found him to be not only really, really laid back and agreeable on the ground, but also a really nice uphill, smooth, fluid ride that we feel could even be right for an inter- intermediate rider who is working with a trainer. Mm-hmm. So he really checks a lot of boxes. Well, what I and- love about him is he's just so, he is pretty. He's nice and refined. He's got a nice friendly face, but he is built for dressage. So I'm like big dark bay. Yeah. I want to bring him home. I, I, he'd just be stunning in the arena. Just stunning. Absolutely. And we just, have been spotlighting him a little bit on social media, but you'll see as he is coming up into sort of the all-star position of the horses who are available now, as we've had a lot of them be adopted, he's one of those newer candidates who really has a lot to offer. And I bring this up because there's even a really short clip that I took when we were taking some of the most recent pictures for social media of him where we just leave him standing in the aisle, totally unattended, and just have the camera on him, and he just stands there. So, you know, I use a, the, you know, ground-tied term sort of loosely because a lot of them are green, so being mm-hmm. thoroughly broke to ground-tie is hard to find and, and certainly to teach in the little amount of time that we have them, but he just is so quiet. He just stands there. 
just happily attentive to everything that's going on, but just easygoing as they come. And looking at his description, this is something that, I mean, if I were shopping for an OTTB right now, hoping my husband isn't listening because we might be, but he's breaking that stereotype. You have it in the description. He is very brave and has been ridden alone and in company. So like check that off, get him ready for a show. And his mouth is very soft and he's mostly been ridden on a loose ring snaffle. And to me that that's half the battle sometimes, and, you know, it's worthwhile to go through it, especially when you have a trainer at hand, but just to have that ready to go. I mean, he's ready to go to a show. It's awesome. Absolutely. He has, always lived up to and stepped up to every challenge that we have put in front of him. So there is no telling what he will be capable of in the future. And he's so pretty. He's so pretty. His adoption fee is a whopping $1,000 and he's located in Lexington, Kentucky. So if you guys want to check him out, you can go to www.horseadoption.com as well as check out all the other amazing thoroughbreds and standard breads available. Make sure to fill out an adoption application. And, uh, you know, Leander, if people have questions, because I, I notice I'm getting a lot of emails asking like, well, how do I get started with new vocations? Do you have any recommendations for our listeners? Absolutely. So first stop, I would say, would be our website, newvocations.org. You can also go to horseadoption.com. They take you to the same place. And then you're more than welcome to send any inquiries to my email, which is leandra, L-E-A-N-D-R-A, at horseadoption.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Check out Tam O'Shanter, and hopefully he'll be coming home with me. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again, Leandra. You can find our show notes and links to today's guest on the website at retiredracehorseradio.com. Like us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Retired Racehorse Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. Jamie's email is jamie at horseradionetwork.com. Or you can email me at joy at horseradionetwork.com. Or follow me on Instagram at joyhequestrian. Thanks so much to our sponsors, Kentucky Performance Products, Riding Warehouse, Smooth Stride Jeans, and Cashel Products. And don't forget to check all our other shows at Horse Radio Network. Don't forget to love and learn from every ride. And spay, neuter, and geld. Bye, guys.